Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast, That's It with Aisha and Busola. And on this episode, we'll be discussing the elephant in the room, Aisha, <laughs> racism. Mixed with humor and reflections, enjoy wholesome conversations between two lifelong friends on their unique immigrant experiences. Welcome to That's It with Aisha and Busola. sharing our experiences our individual experiences since moving abroad and to start i'll just create like a little preview so racism as we know is arguably one of the most debatable topics in this episode we will be sharing like i said our individual unique experiences aisha in australia myself in the u.s and you know we would like to quickly add that just like as a preface again that our individual experiences are unique to us and aren't like necessarily the experience that every Nigerian or African in diaspora, you know, um, has. So just bear that in mind that people will always have varying experiences, perceptions of discriminatory, you know, events, experiences, and it will differ from person to person. Basically, that's what we're trying to say. Um, just to set the stage. And we also understand that this is a sensitive topic, you know, to touch on and, it is one that is often danced around, but never, <laughs> never forget that, you know, your perception of these events, I mean, it's valid, you know, however it happened to you, however it came across to you, it's valid. So um, we'll just start to unpack this mighty, mighty controversial topic, Aisha, and <laughs> we'll try to address the elephant in the room, racism. Mm-hmm. So let me go first, you know. Um, I think I'll start off with, you know, a quick background. Um, look, I didn't quite understand what racism really meant until I left the shores of Nigeria. I mean, I would hear it. I would see it on, on TV, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't really quite understand until I got to Australia. So, and I wasn't even black until I moved to Australia. <laughs> I know that. Because all of a sudden you feel like fish out of water and the reality that you're different just dawns on you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you cop things like people staring at you, you're confused at first, like what's going on here? You know, Um, I mean, most people are dark dark skin in Nigeria. We have fair skin people. And we have mixed race people too, but it's not that conspicuous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Most people are dark. So you, you just, things like that just never, you never have to think that you're black, you know? And I mean, when I got here, and that's not saying that's racism, mm-hmm. but what, this is just building some sort of yeah, foundation like to what we're discussing today. And can I just put it out there that not, I mean, everyone, I feel like everyone has some level of bias. Mm-hmm you know, based on information, media, or whatever, you know, people consume. Um, but what you do with it is what truly matters. So like, what do you think? Honestly, like, I, I couldn't agree more, you know. I think it's all rooted in what is called ethnocentrism, where a mm-hmm. person thinks that their ideals, their identity, cultural values, basically their way of life is superior 
to another person and like mm-hmm. that's the root of it all and you know the discrimination or whatever that comes after and it manifests in so many ways like for example within Nigeria we know about our tribalisms you know where everyone has different notions about other people's cultures um, there's colorism there's sexism the mother of all is just racism and that's like the big one that comes up when you move from like your base to like especially the west where you're like visibly different from the people that are there and so because of its extent and magnitude like racism is like the most pronounced form of ethnocentrism and um the, the premise for that also is that one group of people esteem themselves to be superior or better to other people and you know when you said in Nigeria we are not conscious of racism that's because the type of experience here is not that prominent but if you think about it the premise for like colonization colonization was you know like some people think they could come mm-hmm. dominate over so but again we don't think about yeah. it and that's like another topic for another day anyway not to go scholarly on you guys <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> this you know this um, is kind of what I spent a lot of time studying in my communication masters and that's why I think I feel like I really enjoyed this conversation. It takes a lot to introspect and check your implicit biases, as I, ha- I hope we'll touch on later in the future. But everyone has this, and I think that's also a good premise to present before we continue this conversation, that we all have our little biases here and there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like when you see someone, the first thing that comes to your mind really is what it is. Exactly. You know? But then the you have to- <laughs> I know. So you have to take a conscious effort to tell yourself that, look, just because this person looks like this and people have attached a certain behavior to this look or this, you know, race. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You have to consciously tell yourself, like, you, you treat people based on the content of their character, mm-hmm. you know, based on how you approach me. If you're respectful to me, I'm respectful to you. Exactly. You know, if, if you're disrespectful to me, then I, I wouldn't accord you so much respect so exactly look there'll always be group of, groups of people who think they are better than the other groups exactly. like you've said Busala, in nigeria see how you know people like maybe from the north or people from the east some certain people think they're better yeah. so there'll always be a group of people who think they're superior right. than another group of people. Another. So that is never going away as long as there's human beings existing in this <laughs> life you know <laughs> And it's it's everywhere, even you know, with the smallest group of people. Mm-hmm. So I personally don't think that racism will ever go away mm-hmm. as long as the human race continues to exist. Mm-hmm. But it is how we manage and respond oh, yeah, exactly. to this, you know, issue is what truly um, matters. Mm-hmm. Um, we can definitely address issues and injustice, um, you know, whenever we see mm-hmm. or we're confronted with one. And whatever we can do within our capacity, you know, I guess is what would contribute to addressing this this big issue. Absolutely. I mean, personally, when I see any issues, like when I see any situations of injustice, I try to speak up mm-hmm. because if you don't speak up, then it will continue to yeah, happen. So within, yeah, within my capacity, my limited capacity, wherever I find myself, if I feel like I'm being treated differently, and obviously I have my proof, mm-hmm. then I will speak up. Or if I see someone being treated differently, or you know, um, and things like that, you know, it's just like that thing about evil prevails. You know, yeah, when people, when are, people, people are quiet, yeah, or silent, yeah, yeah that's the, when they're silent, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, whatever we can do within our capacity. 
I'll give you an example, Busala. When somebody trolls me online, mm-hmm. you know, racist troll, mm-hmm. I report and block them. Oh, yeah. First, I never that's engage with such. That's, that's all right. You don't. <laughs> because my rule, my number one rule is never engage. Because you can't engage with an idiot. Yeah. You know, like there's nothing oh, you can do. There's can't win. You know, you, you you can't win with a foolish person. So I just I just report and then I block. Mm-hmm. So that's an action. You have to take, take action. action. Uh, yeah, you. And you know, to what you're saying, what makes the difference now that we've established that everyone sort of has that bias, especially because of how we are socialized, what you mm-hmm. do when you have power to act on your biases is what mm-hmm. has created all this mess we see. All like It's what you do when you have power. Because the day I decide mm-hmm. that, oh, because I do not identify with how this person looks maybe i'm against i'm against tall people because i'm short Hmm. and then i start like discriminating everyone that is tall you know Mm -hmm. you can't be neutral about these things and go oh it's it's, everyone is too sensitive to racism you really can't be especially when you're living in like this environment that is legit gaslighting like but you know i just smiled when you mentioned especially when i have proof i think you said that earlier or something like you fight back when you have actually when you have proof do you even have to have proof once you can recognize the injustice just take action in whatever way because again that's what can now spiral in some other big you know um issue yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. There's so many things to unpack, you know, around this topic. In the workplace, is it the microaggressions? You know, is it? There's just so many, mm-hmm. right? And at the same time, Busala, mm-hmm. we also want to be objective about these situations, which makes it very, very tricky because mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, it's just like I'll give you an example. Your manager gives you a feedback that's not so positive. You can't just immediately think, "Oh, it's because of my yeah, race." That's why she's the race card every know? time. <laughs> exactly. You know, and but there are actually legit instances where you actually feel that your manager is prob- probably treating you differently. Yeah. And you start to wonder why. Systemic you know. Exactly. And you can't even, you can't, there's no proof. You can't say she's being passive aggressive with me. And this is the reason this person is being passive aggressive with me. Or they're making like very, they're making snide comments. You know, I've had a manager say to me once in a very um, condescending way, like a, a past money, like a manager in the past that I worked with. And, you know, we went to a restaurant, like a group, group, um, bonding thing and it was like this fancy restaurant so I had this fancy food in front of me that ordered and then I was trying to take a photo and she's like oh you know in a very condescending way that oh I'm taking pictures of my because I'm going to go off and post it on Instagram or there was something very condescending about about how she said it and you know you also have to trust your instincts sometimes I, I mean I ended up you know leaving that company because of microaggressions mm-hmm. like like this one but Wait, yeah yes it's a very so one. she was implying like oh like this special thing you have not seen in your life before and exactly oh as if <laughs> as if i'd never seen oh. something that fancy and then you know i was fascinated and taking photos and oh. then wanting to go show off on my instagram i'm like it's the preconceived dude. notions about who you are especially when you're coming from this third world so i'll give it a well it's, it's not necessarily related but like that condescension 
So this was this happened to my sister. She went into this luxury designer store. And again, mm-hmm. I know that generally those luxury hosts or whatever, those people, the attendants there are usually generally condescending once they feel like they are not yeah. up to the kind of... Up to, yeah, absolutely. Particularly, like, very mm. condescending. Like, are you sure you... Ent- like, she, she, until the very end of, like, end, end of the transaction, she kept trying to confirm, like, dude, like, do you know where you, sure you, you, sure you can afford this? what you're trying to buy? And then my sister, mm. in a typical <laughs> style, ordered, like, two items, like, in your face. She didn't use a credit card, like, this is debit card, something mm-hmm. like put it in her face and took it out man and then yeah. towards the exactly. end she realized she was just being a douche and then started like overcompensating and you see it's that switch mm. from you knew what you were going for at the beginning then you realize how stupid yeah. you look and then you want to put the burden of you feeling comfortable on me and let me tell you at the end just as it like as a general she's sarcasm is going to save your life like if you don't know how to be sarcastic <laughs> <laughs> like I my son just stayed on her like character and the girl like she was mm-hmm. you could see the joy on her face from seeing the girl like Good. swinging and her discomfort like what Good am I girl. doing you know? yeah. or like the person mm-hmm. that asked me that oh my god was it when you came to America that you heard of Instagram and I'm like, ah. The ignorance. <laughs> it's the ignorance for me, you know? You know, yeah. So it's, 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 it's that condescending yeah. thing. I'm very frustrating. And sometimes you are confused whether is this person is just purely innocently ignorant or is just the mm-hmm. ingrained bigotry in them. And oof. Yeah. I mean, and this, we're not just talking, Busalat, and we're not just, I don't think this is empty talk. No. Like, obviously, you and I, we have experiences to back yeah. this up. Like, you remember my experience in one of the um, beauty stores that I went to is it you know, recently. To keep following you around, like, you're, you're about to. Yeah. And then they didn't even. I wish they only followed me around, Busala. This lady actually asked to check my bag whilst I was oh on the aisle. God. I was still shopping. Now, you know what? I thought about I I was re I overthought this, you know, I kept replaying this scenario in my head and I was fixated on it for a very long time. Because I was like, wait, these people could have given me the benefit mm-hmm. of doubt to get to the um security you know exit. And like let it be and then let the security mm-hmm. come search me. I was still shopping. I was on the aisle. And Busala, let me give you a quick background. This was like salary day, payday. Mm-hmm. I had money, you know? I was ready to splurge. I entered this beauty store. I was shopping for the entire family, like, you know, body wash, everything for the kids, for, you know, hobby, mm-hmm. myself. So I was going to spend to the tune of like $500 mm-hmm. on this day. It's because it's like replenish day. Me. Like you're buying all the, you're filling up all the things exactly. that run out. Yeah. I know. And then can you imagine you feeling like, oh, I have money. Money is not my problem today. (laughs) It's money. (laughs) We can talk about, I mean, we can think about tomorrow, but today, money is not. Don't worry about my future. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So, I was, you know, just strolling and I was really relaxed and just because I enjoy shopping. Shopping is therapeutic for me, right? So, I was just picking stuff. Online never run dry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was just dropping items in my cart, you know, just just moving slowly through the aisle. And then this lady just kept dancing around me and I could see with my side Mm -hmm. eye, Basola. You know, obviously, you know when someone 
you can feel those vibes and I could tell something wasn't right you know she was just hovering around me hovering and I started to feel uncomfortable and then I thought you know yeah I, I thought to myself you shouldn't feel uncomfortable you have your card you have your money you're shopping you shouldn't have to feel uncomfortable and lo and behold this lady approaches me and the manager as well from the aisle just walks down towards me and I could feel the hair on my neck get it. I, I knew they were all coming to me and she's like oh ma'am can you please can you call can you call can you know we want to check your bag I'm like excuse me check my bag I'm still shopping she's like oh yeah because normally you're not supposed to have um you know the 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 store bag mm-hmm. And I said to her, I have the store bag because you guys have run out of baskets. Mm-hmm. And so the receptionist gave mm-hmm. me, you know, the bag. She still said, oh, I'm sorry. We'll still need to check the bag. I'm like, what? I am still shopping. And these people insisted on, you know, checking my bag. At this point, I think I had <laughs> dropped the bag to the floor because I'm like, you know what? I'm dumping my cart. And then the manager is like, oh, I'm sorry. You mm-hmm. know, just trying to manage me. And at some point, I was getting, you know, I was already getting very annoyed and I was starting to raise my voice. And, you know, there were other customers coming in as well and, you know, just doing Probably the thing. Probably the actual thief walked past them while focusing on the wrong person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, right? And so I'm like, you know, oh. I was really, really, you know, I was so livid. I couldn't even speak. Like, it was like my tongue got like you'll be so shocked it's on your roof then it's on your way my mouth you now be creating how you should have reacted like I know I would have (laughs) (laughs) I was I was I was in shock I was in complete shock Mm -mm. you know I just dropped the bag and I said you know what I'm not gonna be shopping here anymore you know and so as I walked away, the manager was still trying to say, ma'am, we're so sorry, blah, blah. I'm like, nah. Oh my God. You know? So I just walked out and when I got into the car, I was shaking. I was shaking because I'm like, what just happened? Uh, you sure. know? And you know, this particular store, Busala, I'll tell you what, I've had a similar experience, not to me, to my son in another branch you know, where he had this dinosaur, you know, we bought it from a different store. And this security guy was bent on, you know, he, he really thought that my son had taken the dinosaur from their store. And I said, wait, wait, wait. this so he dinosaur- had his own toy from home? Yes, a oh dinosaur toy. He took it into the store. Apparently, maybe they had like similar dinosaurs, whatever, in their store. And he's like, oh, did we pay for this? I'm like, nope, because, you know, he brought it in and everything. This guy did not believe us. I could tell that he was so annoyed with us because he thought that we we stole something and then got away with it. Oh. <laughs> how to get away with murder? Like thinking, he thought we really. I'm thinking about how that would have played out in America. It can easily go from oh I'm sorry about that to like mad police shooting and can you like just a escalated situation. Yeah, so this is just one out of, you know... I mean, I've had good experiences, don't get me yeah, wrong. But, but I guess talking you know about how... racism, so, like, nobody cares yeah. to share some... <laughs> you know? Yeah, so yes, I have experienced racism, so... Yeah, I was in shock. This same store... So what I did, I mean, you know, speaking of actions and, you know, um, addressing biases, injustice, yeah, racism... As constructively as possible. Yeah, of course. 
I went and called them out on their social media, tagged them, and you know they did the right thing. They reached out to me and they said they the wanted to talk. They wanted, to, <laughs> you know, they wanted to address this situation. And to be honest, I. I didn't respond just because I did not feel like it and I did not want to relieve the experience or have to talk about it because I knew I mean just them reaching out to me I guess was enough yeah, like at that point in time yeah. you know the fact that they, they were responsible enough to even come back to me to say you know we, we want to talk we're ready to you know talk about it and see what happened I guess that was enough for me and so I just moved on but the experiences stay like it lingers the memories and exactly. everything so and every time I go back pile, like it's a concern to stop in mind. every time I go back to that store because I went to another branch of this store again but every time I go there like I, I can feel this tension building up you know so it, it's 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 so it's a lot to unpack and I don't think one episode <laughs> will be enough but Salah I think I've talked no, no, too much about my like own experience many times people think is well not that they think we know because there's a historical records of when it was like the overt like literal kidnapping and killing people like mm-hmm. the extremities but you see these microaggressions you'll be surprised how reaching they are and how gaslighting they can mm-hmm. be because yeah you the, the, the one who experienced that the receiving end are constantly saying Am I crazy or is this person actually just exactly. not ready to understand? Like, cause understand my background or my identity or whatever it is about me they are discriminating or glossing over, like trying to erase or trying to just um, reduce to unimportant. So an example that came to mind was the day, and it might, sometimes some of these things look like they are blown out of you know proportion. But this example, mm-hmm. I went to the doctor. I had I didn't have a scare, but I, I, I there was a loss around me that came um, that was because of um, what's that um, thing called cervical cancer, and I had mm-hmm. gone to the doctor out of you know just. Like a precautionary thing, but I know part of it was panic, it was mm-hmm. part panic, it was part being brought. And I said, mm-hmm. Oh, hey, advise me. I know there's this age thing and there's that, that, that. So that got me talking to the doctor about my whole reproductive health thing. I don't know why on this podcast there's always something about me and reproductive health. <laughs> there's always something about me and reproductive health. Anyway, so guys, like, well, it's good to take a question. So this doctor yeah. gets to the point where it's like, oh, and then when you're ready for like childbearing, just start chugging, like not chugging, but we're saying take a ton of vitamin mm-hmm. because your kind is your known, kind is wow. known to be um what's that word he is? Your, yeah, kind. He your kind is known to be oh my um, God. typically deficient in is it what's the one that you get from the sun? Vita- vitamin vitamin D. Producer, yeah, the doctor, is it vitamin A or vitamin D? vitamin d thank you and then i was just like oh like on that at that point i didn't even really it didn't even click my head and then i was Hmm. like oh take it um and and then i innocently as i said but do you not want to like do like a proper profiling like know my levels and then he Mm -hmm. went red in the face like almost like how can you be telling me what to do or how like maybe Mm. you realized realized or something like yeah, I mean, like how dare you? About your kind, like what? What was your kind? Like, what was your kind? How mean? condescending! <laughs> and then how do you, how do you people your kind? Such a diverse n- number of people 
I mean, well, blankets, one yeah. at the end, at the end of the day, but like, how do you just I know. categorize it? Like, oh, this study says this hurts. You guys go swallow hmm. vitamin D until you have your child or something. Like, did you know my levels? Did you like how? What would you prescribe exactly for my situation? Maybe I'm a really deficient and I need to put double yeah. dose, whatever. So mm-hmm. after that conversation, I now started planning back. Well, why did it go red? Why did it get? Why? Because from that point on, it mm-hmm. was just uh, like just bump. Like you couldn't wait. To just get me out of this. Office. Get out. Like yeah. it just happened. Like ah, I mean, did I? And then I figured out that did, did he say something wrong? Yeah, his messaging should have been different, or maybe he should have maybe felt attacked, like I was trying to tell him what to do. Anyway, this mm-hmm. whole conversation in my head, I've not finally labeled it. Maybe it was the bias uh, against my mm-hmm. kind, like you said, or whatever it is. But I, not kind, Busala. Can we even start with the word like kind? kind. <laughs> I think like this is something you use when you're talking about like species or like no, I kind of. You know, I mean, when you, when as a doctor, like you say to someone, you have thoughts with all the training you think they would have given them about, you know, um, exactly, you know, yeah. your kind, yeah, that, that alone is problematic in itself. Like saying, you know, addressing somebody and saying your kind, what is your kind? So, you could just have vitamin, what they call is vitamin D, so you should go and be swallowed. <laughs> I mean, like you said, we're not a monolith, so you can't just say your Thank kind. You. What is your kind? Like, look how long it took that um, community, the medical community, to understand the difference in the body structure of black mm-hmm. people and white people who have clearly been more studied so wet studied over time. So when it comes to the issues like BMI, because our the distribution of our like body structure whatever i don't know technicalities mm-hmm. it, should be really, yeah. it really should be read differently and it's not even every part of the medical community that has been accepting of that but it's taking that long so what other things are they doing our kind and just lumping us up into one type of people and just saying oh yeah just mm-hmm. <laughs> treat it in this way you know oh, i'm following this guy Busola, by the way he, he talks about he's a doctor mm-hmm. he's a medical doctor in america mm-hmm. he talks about racism in medicine mm-hmm. and i've been following this guy so much like i'm just seeing a lot that and this guy talks like fact-based yeah. research-based no it's not just pulling stuff out of his For you know example, i just talking how mm-hmm. Um, there is what is well. I know everyone probably knows about it. Implicit bias, and it manifests mm-hmm. in ways where they think um, black people. And I can only speak for black people because I know there are other kinds of people. Especially in America, there's Hispanic, there's yeah, Asian, there are all types of even black people. They are like the Caribbean people, and then they are black people from Africa. Mm-hmm. Again, we know the whole story of how we all got here, but whatever. So yeah. um, when. I'll speak for Blank Polygon, like I said. When black people complain about, like, their level of pain, somehow in their mind, it's reduced, like, oh, yeah, she's just overreacting, or, oh, no, she should be stronger than 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 that. that. So, like, I don't believe this level of pain. And somehow that affects their response level, their response rate to your issue, and then it can easily Hmm. go south. So, so, you can yeah, go south. Yeah, been exactly. complaining in labor and saying like at labor and you're saying, Oh, my baby's coming out and like, oh yeah, she's just dramatic. It's interesting. Here in Australia, I mean, have I experienced racism in Australia? Of course I have. 
But, you know, with the medical, like my my experience in the medical um, area has been good. Like it's been fantastic so far. I'm going to be honest. From when I had my baby to, you know, visiting the hospital. I mean, except one time when I remember my son was crying and they wanted to give him like, you know, morphine or something. And I had to like yell at the nurse to get it because they were wasting time. But I didn't think that had anything to do with him. Maybe was it, the, was but, it the emergency room? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they've sworn to it something, some oracle somewhere that they will never take anybody seriously because when they explain, your eyeballs are popping out and bouncing under their table. Like, oh my god, she's dying! <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think that had anything yeah. to do with maybe like Kim or anything, but I think. So far, like I've had a good experience with with the medical, like um, you know, area in Australia. Because when I have baby, like when I had my baby, or you know, even with the midwives, yeah, the nurses, they were like I've not, yeah, I, I think they've been fast, fantastic. I'm sorry, they've been fantastic so far. So I've not had any, you know, bad experiences that come to That's mind. You know, when all of them. I mean, look, look back in Nigeria, the way we have phenomenal doctors is the one is the way you have the ones that are like. Are you sure you Please don't get right? me started. <laughs> don't get me started. Like, how did you get here? So yeah. Okay, wait. About medicine in Nigeria. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say about microaggression. So we've talked about med- medical field. At mm-hmm. work, um, have you experienced anything like having to second guess the hairstyle to take to work because you're like you don't want to do too much or when you're interviewing that's not when you're interviewing like do you show up with like braids like take me the way I am where you're like let me let me because you don't want to come across 100% 100%. I can even tell you it happened to me recently because I was thinking should I wear my braids or should I wear like Mm. straight hair should I you know just to appear more subtle Mm -hmm. you know and I feel like, oh my god, this is deep. Like, it is this is a lot. Yeah, to yeah. Thinking, especially you're coming from somewhere where it does not like just show if you like do bone straight or if you like do um whatever mm-hmm. hairstyle. Nobody is, cares. Or at least like the basic acceptable hairstyles. Like it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you, you are now questioning things that before now. Another big mm-hmm. deal because you're yeah. trying to either minimize or adjust yourself to mm-hmm. the, to, to fit. fit into something you are really not going to be accepted by any way. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy. And, and Priscilla, let me mention something. Can I just mention mm-hmm. something? I appreciate that I'm in a new mm-hmm. environment, so I don't expect because you also want to be yeah. careful. You also need to be careful not to become like the oppressor because. The world does not revolve around me. So <laughs> this is a place where I've come into. They have a certain culture. Mm-hmm. They have a certain thing that they're used to, and I'm like one of the new things that they're getting used to. So I also want to be careful that I'm not imposing myself Agreed. on them. Agreed. At the same time, this is the part I like. At the same time, still wanting them to accept me for who okay. I am, but. Mm-hmm. I also don't want to be imposing. Perfect. You know? That's in fact that is the the dilemma. Except that I find hair in particular a big problem mm. because there's no winning, at least from my experience. Mm. So yeah. 
the perception that a group of people do the questioning about the nature of your hair that you don't have any control over, especially when you wear it naturally, is the part that bugs me. Yeah. So I show up to work in what I consider hair um, office appropriate hair. So it's a nice, clean, mm-hmm. you know, box braid. What's the trending braid we do now? Um, not less braid. Everything you can tidy on. Not less braids. Yeah. The first day. Sure, I'm going to just say Cheryl because I feel like every office has a Cheryl that doesn't mind her business. So Cheryl, <laughs> Cheryl at work is asking, how'd you get your hair to fit like to look like that day one? And I'm like, okay, well, maybe she's just inquisitive. And I say, oh, it took this yeah. long and I did this and da 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 And then the hair is like done. And I move to the next hairstyle. Oh, I feel like you keep changing your hair. And, and then next question. Is the constant inquisitive Inquis- is it inquisitiveness about inquisitiveness. my hair? Like, yes. Meanwhile, Cheryl came with four colors in three months. Like she was blonde today, she mm-hmm. was redheaded tomorrow, and mm-hmm. I don't care because, mm-hmm. dude, like, do you like it's your hair? I don't do well, you. you don't know the need yeah, constantly. Oh, the day I carried the first time I carried my afro to work, someone asked me at work, and I was like, "How'd you get your hair to do that?" Like, I'm, I'm never able to make my hair. Now that can be a genuinely. Um, <laughs> Inquisitive, inquisitive question. question but it bothers yeah. me that there's a general body language that wants to do the questioning like oh and then they'll take it as far sometimes mm-hmm. to do and it's always the same set of yeah, people exactly doing the questioning and they want to go as far as touch it like it's almost like this inspection of this specimen mm-hmm. around you that you're just like oh i'm just interested in that touching the hair but so I, i'll tell you something i had this conflicting experience when we went to thailand mm-hmm. and People wanted to touch Keisha's hair That's so bad. Yeah, she had mm-hmm. braids. And so many people all through our stay, I was confused. I'm like, are these people really just fascinated by her hair? I or, don't understand it. But I'm like, and they would even come to me, can I touch her hair? I said, no, you can't. This, you see, no. and then the, the fact that it doesn't occur to us we should maybe we should study that for that to understand why that mindset isn't there like honestly i've i've not seen someone that i'm like hmm i wonder how <laughs> out tamara's hair feels or like i want to touch that I, it is not something that no. yeah. and I, feel like, I wouldn't see a random yeah, person and personal, like, touch their hair yeah, yeah. it's like invading in someone's private Oh my and God. right now, oh, another thing about hair is if you decide to like wear color that is considered mm-hmm. not suitable for you. So again, I'm mm-hmm. not saying go with your peacock seven color hair and all that. Just maybe a little tint at the tip or like I do braids, mm-hmm. like a, an ombre style braid. There's still always the need to comment about, like, can I just live in peace? Why do I always have to be conspicuous? Why is there always mm-hmm. a comment, a, yeah. an opinion or a question about anything i do yeah. because listen i'm already mm-hmm. conspicuous i'm carrying that burden and then you add those things it can be very um i don't know it just it just comes on your mind in a way that you've never experienced before and i was reading an article about um how black women particularly mm-hmm. don't want to return to the office you know was <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like okay, okay. <laughs> No, no, of course. I mean, most mm-hmm. people wouldn't want to go back to the office, but like particularly how black women would, like they prefer to just be in 
you know, in, in, in the comforts of their own space and not having to go to work to cop all the microaggressions or all the unsolicited comments about your hair or your culture or just something really. There's always something to comment about. Like I'll give you an example at work. Somebody, I mean, I was meeting this girl for the first time. It was, she was, she was a new startup. So I was just kind of like doing some type of onboarding for her. And the first thing she said to me was, Oh, I did my daughter's braids. And you know, and I'm thinking, this is this is supposed to be a professional conversation. Why on earth would this girl bring up a topic about her doing a daughter's braids? Like things you guys have Yes. But I thought that was like I don't know, maybe some people might think I, I'm overreacting mm-hmm. to, to that situation. But m- maybe I, I was just too focused on getting like what we needed what to do out of me. Weather? I feel like everyone in the world has that in common. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why go straight? Like, just went straight for the kill and started to talk about bread. No, I've like, ended up with like what kind of soup people are like, cooking for the <laughs> You know? So, so I mean, it's not no conflict. I shall understand it so well. Like, was this just the person trying to make me feel comfortable? Is it patronizing? Is it objectifying? You know, Is it, oh Lord of mercy. It's such a. I think we have such a. We, we carry such a big burden, honestly. And except you, you know, you're back in Nigeria. Like when you when you're back in, and I, I'll tell you why. There's a certain suburb that when I go to this suburb, it's like in the west, and you know there are lots of black mm-hmm. people. I just feel like mm-hmm. I'm home. I feel like I'm yeah. in Nigeria. People so like and they're not even mostly Nigerians. They're just like maybe Sudanese yeah. or like Zimbabweans. Yeah. I don't care. Well, the fact that they just black, I just feel like just I'm like, home. Like, oh, okay, I don't worry about who I am. You know, know, even though they, even though the media tags some of these suburbs as dangerous, mm-hmm. I'm just strolling there like nothing. I feel very safe. Ugh. You know. Well, I guess this is a conversation that we need to continue to have. And just before we, you know, I think to to wrap it up, I think, you know, like we said in the beginning, when you see these problems, we just don't talk about problems. We also talk about solutions. I mean, what what do you do to resolve some of the conflicts or when you're faced with these situations, what are your um, strategies, like your coping? I think it depends on kind of problem it is or the conflict I'm facing. So, for example, if it's something okay. that um, is more like uh, um, that is more reflecting of my, on my person. For example, I'm sure you've experienced this before. When people doubt information you provide and go confirm the same mm-hmm. thing from someone else that says exactly the same thing you've said but because the person mm. is not you and this is not about how convincing you are or anything you know, all of that. So if it's something that is very heavily reflecting on me, I feel like the measures would be different. But like for like all these snack comments, smart comments that people make, mm. would, um, the one that was saying, how do you talk to your parents? The post is very slow. Sarcasm, like sarcasm, like just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, guys, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. if, you are, if you don't know how to be sarcastic, come to my school. I'm going to open yeah. masterclass. <laughs> just yeah, when the person asked me, I was like, oh, have you heard of Skype? Have you heard of FaceTime? And she literally went mm-hmm. pale and read, like she was fluctuating right in front of me, like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is someone that works in the university, knows that you cannot apply for admission in the school without internet. Like, so how do you think we communicate? Like, what is wrong with you guys, you know? Mm-hmm. So, for example, we- I'll use sarcasm in those type of situations, but like when things are like, 
very heavily reflecting on how you do ju- you just clearly have no respect for me people that look like me and all that mm-hmm. i'll probably go with like more formal you know either direct approach yeah. and again i also pick my battles hair matter interview she is to wear straight here I'll help people wear wig now she when I start to walk and I yeah. start wearing my braids back you wear your braids back but I know that it's going to deprive me of certain things on my path yeah. to where I'm going for it I might make mm-hmm. certain compromises and then later on yeah, of course. for example sorry to say sorry to digress accent you see this for now of it that we are burdened with doing oh my god Bissala, i think no we need to, <laughs> we need to go another episode i know <laughs> <laughs> switching switching see my, my, i remember i was like, having a conversation with my dad and he, we were, it wasn't an argument but it was just you know exchanging ideas and he was talking about oh he, oh, he really likes chimamanda and okondre Riala that they speak mm-hmm. true to nigerian accent i said hello you did not know it whether when they were in harvard and yale and stuff they were doing um <laughs> you don't know you know and then now that they are in the position of power that it does not matter whether they are like again who wants to say it to my man that is doing guys let me tell y'all some like nobody has said you know she's her brand is now like proper steady is powerful yes. everybody looks mm-hmm. up to it you can be true to yourself so pick your battles on your way to where you're going that's mm-hmm. that's that would be my own answer what do you think yeah i think i think for me i mean i have um quite a number of things that you know i'm doing or i've, I've done and i'm still doing <clears throat> with things like this so i guess um with issues like maybe microaggressions or someone questioning you or you know being disrespectful to you i start with myself you know and i i tell myself you know it starts with me cherish myself cherish my family I cherish what I have because what I notice about these so-called people who consider themselves more superior is that what they have, they make it look like, you know, it's more than yours and it's better than yours. It's larger than life. Exactly. So what I'm also doing is whatever I have, no matter how little, Mm -hmm. you know, I just cherish it. And, you know, it's my big deal as well. It's my larger than life as well, you know. So I, I, I start with that, and like you said, it depends on the type of you know um, issues that you, that you're dealing with. So for me, if it's like online internet trolls, all that rubbish, I report. I, I said I, re- I report and I block. I don't engage. So, Basala, I agree with, you know, pick your battles. Obviously, in life, you have to pick your battles. You can't fight everything. You can't fight everyone. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) You can't fight everyone. And life isn't always fair. So, you have to pick your battles, right? Um, If it doesn't weigh too much on you, like if it doesn't impact me too much, I probably would just, you know, such as the incident at the store, I just drop the cart and I leave because I'm not going to put my money in someone's business when they disrespect yeah. me like that. Yeah. That's that is within my control. Time. I know. That is within my control. So I'm not going to spend my money. So I, I can deal with that and then I move on. So you have to pick your battles, like you said. If it's online, never engage. Just, you know, report and block. You can't spend time with no, these people. Like, they're already, people can, they're already you know? stuck on what they believe. Like, I mean, the, mm-hmm. I was um, on a bus trip and had a wonderful conversation with the driver 
which initially I wasn't interested in, but she was quite a pleasant person until she got to the point mm. of, oh my God, how long have you been in this country? And then I told her and she goes, oh, your English is so sound. And I had to, like, at that point, I was like, <laughs> ah, it's okay. <laughs> Let me, I put on my Christian hat. I mean, I tried to keep that on constantly. And I was like, you know what? Like, mm-hmm. I'm from Nigeria and um, my, the, the, that language we speak, our official language is English. So when you hear someone f- is from Nigeria, I think it's good to um, remember that they would most likely speak English. Like, like to mm. so keep that and I, the reason why I went in that approach was I noticed that I've had to answer that question so many times and is it either like they have over. memory problems which they should really check at the hospital or they've just decided that you know it's like you get one care. thing and it just goes out <laughs> it just goes out of the other side yeah. of your ear they don't care about that information yeah. so you keep asking so, people because you want yeah, to be the I one doing the question yeah time. I wanted to answer the question differently like not just say oh I'm from Nigeria it's like I hope you remember that next time you see a Nigerian and you know know that and then she now sat there apolo- you see that thing I say apology like no no I just I said, like, please I just, that's mm. not the important thing did you learn what I said yeah you know by you know mm-hmm. being sorry yeah. yeah speaking of coping coping methods you know strategies I mean I was saying that the first thing is cherish what you have you know it's your larger than life it doesn't matter how you know it is someone else might have something whatever you have cherish it Busala. if i speak english and i have an accent the fact that i have i speak multiple languages is my exactly. larger than life you know you know and it's just like if you come to my country you're probably not going to speak my native language exactly. not probably you're not going to speak my native language the way i'll ever mm-hmm. do right so it, it doesn't things like that don't matter so cherish what you have if you can speak five mm-hmm. languages then I mean, it, it, look it, in the context of things, you're actually more superior. But this other person, that it depends on where you're from. So the day um, somebody in a group, I think it was like a prayer group, the day the person hmm. prayed, my friend who is from here commented and goes, "Oh yeah, the person led. This person is from like maybe Uganda or something." Said person prayed and in this really interesting accent, and it was easily it hard to hear. What this, what they were hmm. saying. I'm like, oh yeah, like it takes a, it sometimes it takes a while to adjust to, you know, hearing people. But just pay attention. Like, just we just had that conversation on the go. Yeah. Unconsciously, the next time she commented about someone praying, because it's like a mission group, so they have exchanges from all over the world. Hmm. And the person came from yeah. Australia, and she was like, oh, the delightful accent from Australia. It felt like we were just connected to God, and da 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 da. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> So, the Uganda person is confusing God, but your Australian person is praying straight to God. Straight to God. Unconscious hierarchy. Because difference is different at the end of the day. And my readiness to participate when I encounter that difference is what makes me different. You see, when people mm-hmm. when people get stuck on this, or oh, it is Western, like, so the day a Polish person comes and is doing, um, pronouncing disease and the V's instead of, like, whatever, however they switch mm-hmm. up their accent, it's like, oh, yeah. that's Eastern European. But the day the um, Ugandan person is saying, I need the $12 and is doing all that, <laughs> then you suddenly you just, your brain is just doing inferior, 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 inferior. Then you have the problem, yeah. not me. 
Because if you write yes. the Polish person who is doing the, this, the, that, I don't know whether that is Hausa accent uh-huh. or Polish. I don't know how you get it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you write that, you're like, oh, oh, yeah. so, yeah. that's classy. Or the, Brit- the way Americans worship the British or Australian accent, it just baffles me. But they come from mm-hmm. Nigeria or Ethiopia, coupled with, or um, be an Odudua descendant, and come mm-hmm. even do Heg and Hapo. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a me problem. That's a you problem. That brings me to my next coping strategy. What the, the second thing I do is I never make myself uncomfortable oh, yeah. to you, make honey. you feel comfortable. That's something I used to do before. And I feel like that's something a lot of people who move, like immigrants who move to, you know, the Especially West. Especially initially, when the early stages, oh, is your burden. At the early stages. You want to, exactly, you want to shrink yourself to make them comfortable. You want to, like, you know, and I'm talking about not just a certain group of people now, like, even across the yeah. board. Like, you, you you, want to make other people comfortable. So what I do now is, I mean, without being nasty, I'm not a nasty person. I would never, like, you know, be disrespectful you know, to you anyone. Try, you did try, you did I know that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but... I would not make myself uncomfortable. So if I'm in a space of, you know, where it feels unfamiliar, I'm the only person looking like me, I'll just tell myself, look, I'm just occupying space in some parts of, you know, I'm just doing my thing and going my way. So I'm not going to feel uncomfortable or try to maybe be quiet or not speak because I want someone not to be uncomfortable or I don't want to like upset them or my kids are throwing tantrums and I'm trying so hard to... I just do my life, (laughs) you know, I just do life. And I think it starts from within before, like, and then it kind of translates to the external. I try to make myself comfortable in spaces that makes me uncomfortable. I really love that. You know, and and that is where I begin my strategies from and then just walk my way from there. And speaking of things we can do... personal space can we also not perpetuate stereotypes just saying like guys like we have one job <laughs> we have one job in this life we have one job when they're talking about nigerians Busala, you say, ah nigerians don't do business with them like, we have one job nigerians, guys like please <laughs> let's, not, let's not do you that know, let's not let's you know, not let's, uh, let's not be the statistic for the Busala, i used to do but you know i used to do that mm-hmm. before honestly it took conscious efforts to not yeah. do that so i think it's worth mentioning to people like even your friends everyone around you when they start to say things like that it's good to bring their attention to me i'm talking about like your mm-hmm. fellow nigerians or africans when they start to self-sabotage yeah, like do true. things like that it's good to you know point them in the right direction as yeah you. i met someone that, that, worth, that had gone around you know? the um our college saying things like oh i don't want to interact with nigerians because um, in abroad because yeah. they are like difficult people some of them are dishonest and so a lot of people had carried mm-hmm. that mindset and then when one of my like bosses like bosses bosses was now talking to me and it's like mm-hmm. why was why did this person go about saying this because all the other Nigerians I've met are like phenomenal people and I really enjoyed working mm-hmm. with them they don't you know um cheat with their hours this person had gone around saying oh yeah mm-hmm. I'm a loner I'm this I'm that so when you do things like that they're not helping the courts because the look reason good. why it some doesn't of these look exist is because of what, I know some of them are based on maybe observations, but how do you use that miniature 
you know, thin to now reflect mm-hmm. on the whole. It makes no sense. On the when whole way. You don't want yeah. that to happen the other way around. So, yeah, mm-hmm. let's not give mm-hmm. up. This. That's right. <laughs> and then lastly, I think we, we can round up by just saying this. One thing we can do is to support each other. So if you are African, I'm African, and then we find ourselves in a space where we're the minority. Support yeah, each other as much as you can. One another. <laughs> like, don't let. I mean, we've already done the divide and rule thing, so like the list we can do is not continue. Exactly. So the list you want to exactly the list you can do for it's yourself is actually to come together. So I think to the best of you know of your ability and i'm not saying people are not people people have different characters you can't and just because you're i'm i'm african and you're african doesn't mean we have to be best friends i could be best friends with an asian or caucasian or you know whichever race like it it doesn't matter who you know i could find friendship with any race or with any in any part of the world but it's also important that you you embrace you, know, you support embrace your people kind. embrace <laughs> embrace your kind like the the doctor <laughs> said let our kind embrace let our kind stay together mm-hmm. and no self love oh, yeah and you know hate your kind self-sabotaging thing oh self-sabotaging self-loathing you know you, you just yeah, I think Busara, there's so much to talk about in this regard, and I know we've said a lot, but there's still no, so much more. I wish we could do. I wish we could even bring like mm-hmm. another person, but I know that's very logistically. Um, you know, but we can. can I mean, this, let's, yeah. let's do it. Well, we can try. We're not promising, but if we bring in yeah. another person, I feel like it will even be more interesting to. More interesting. Okay. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. This has been fun. <laughs> This podcast is produced by Historia County Audio Network. If you enjoyed this conversation with Aisha and Basola, you are welcome to follow this show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Relevant links and show notes will be in the description. Until next time, that's it for now.